Yeah, it is. It is much trickier. Um, you know, obviously, at the early stages of these discussions, you pick up the phone or you send an email, uh, you do some kind of reach out. Um, but at some point, you know, deals get done in a room when people have built some personal rapport. There's an emotional component, and it, you got to get them over the hill to want to go forward on on a deal. And that's really tricky right now. Uh, surprisingly, we're able to get uh, term sheets and and close deals. Uh, sight unseen, so to say. Uh, when we're talking about, you know, manufacturing and plants and things like that, um, you know, at some point we'll be out of the house and, and be able to do visits. But at this stage, everybody's kind of adjusting and maybe slow walking a deal and checking all the boxes besides the visit. If it's something that's crucial uh, to, to visit the office or manufacturing plant, depending on the category. So it is definitely tricky and the relationship aspect suffers a bit, but you have to be creative and, and really look at deals um, on their merits where there's like, you know, very little socializing and going out for dinner and a drink and kind of twisting somebody's arm. You're really, uh, you're really selling an asset that uh, has to stand on its own two feet. Yeah, thanks Vitaly. Drew, Greg, and Jenny, I, I know you're not out selling companies right now like Vitaly and I are. Um, you're making the companies that you're at great. And I think the corollary problem that you have as CFOs is, is um, helping attract customers and, and making sure that the top of the sales funnel is, is, uh, is, is getting uh, a lot of interaction and, and uh, that you're bringing in you know, new sales discussions uh, in, into the pipeline. And, and I have to imagine that that's challenging without the ability to go to conferences or host conferences and um, meet potential customers in the same way that you did uh, pre-COVID. And so I, I, I thought it might be helpful for, the, for our listeners if, if you could share perhaps some of the things that you're seeing people do to, to make sure that the top of the sales funnel is, is staying full. Drew, do you want to start? Sure. Well, we are in a very unique situation with the United States public education. So, like I said earlier, we are doing more webinars than ever before because school district superintendents, board members, treasurers, CFOs, et cetera, they need help. They're asking for our opinion. We're trying to be the thought leader on how to improve student outcomes during uh, this crisis, this pandemic. And so we are now delivering more webinars with more registrants than ever before. We're actually having more customer touch points than when we traveled. Each state has unique conferences that we would travel to weekly, but now we can get a BDR and account executive and the executive team in front of many, many superintendents of various states more quickly and in greater volume than ever before. So we're seeing an uptick actually, a significant one in customer interaction. We're able to create customized webinars for each state to be able to meet each state's needs and issues. That's awesome. So webinars, um, that's, that's one way of replacing the conference and, the, and reaching out. Um, Jenny and Greg, any other thoughts on, on things that CFOs should be making sure that, that their sales forces are doing to interact with customers and make sure the, the funnel is full? Yeah, so I agree with Drew. It's uh, the benefit of being on Zoom or working virtual is the scope of reach, right? You can hit a lot of people, potential customers, prospects through webinars and whatnot. I myself 
is not just a panelist, I'm a consumer of participants in webinars too. I learned a lot of great things just instead of watching YouTube videos, how to use a certain tools. So from the customer uh, company's perspective, if they were to reach, the other dimension uh, is I need to increase my productivity of my sales team, BDR, SDR, AE team, right? So for that, I've seen companies adopting tools, top of the funnel tools, and there are tools that you guys probably know already, like HubSpot, Outreach, Gong, you know, um, sales law, things like that. Top the funnel, link it to Salesforce and whatever you, you have as a CRM. And just make sure the, there's very little as possible friction point in your sales process. And one BDR, SDR, AE can do a lot more by automating workflows, uh, by managing a lot of different contexts and know where they are, right? So that I have seen quite a bit. It's catching up really, really much. Greg? Yeah, one, one thing I would add is, you know, I think COVID's really exposed how inefficient travel is uh, from a sales standpoint. Yeah, yeah, from a relationship standpoint, it's absolutely crucial to kind of closing that last mile. But from an actual sales process standpoint, I think a lot of finance people are now having the data points to show just how much travel really is unnecessary. Um, which then allows you to invest a lot of that money back into other tools. And if you're fortunate enough to be in an industry that's not massively impacted, like obviously if you're trying to sell a hospitality right now, you're, you're probably just wasting money. But for any other industry that's not massively impacted in a negative way by COVID and, and all the restrictions is you now have everybody in the same boat, right? Everybody has to participate in webinars, use Zoom, use these online tools. But fundamentally, fundamentally at the end of the day, you know, the, the basics of the sales process hasn't changed. It's, it's still understanding the, the fundamental need that your potential customer has and then developing basically the story on how you're the best position to satisfy that need and give them the greatest value. And I think now you have the ability to, to do that on much greater scale in the initial stages and then winnow that down, you know, proportionally without having to, you know, spend a lot of time and money traveling around the country or the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for that. Um, really, really helpful uh, tools. I think some other things that we haven't talked about are um, newsletters, newsletters linked to HubSpot or some of these other um, CRM systems. Um, one other tip is when you're looking for a CRM system is, is to look for one that also has a, a contract management plugin. I think that can be a really helpful um, tool to, to bridge uh, the, the sales force is, is to, to bridge it to contract management. Um, yeah, I could jump in on just one point on that. The, I think given the explosion in content that you're seeing now, it's really important to not try and be all things to all people in your messaging, but really target that message in a personalized way. So you, you're going to need more iterations to effectively reach that scale because you try to be all things to all people. Like it's, you know, it's the, you have a thousand cable channels and you probably watch four of them, right? It's, it's, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of noise, you know, in the market now. So you really have to, figure out in a personalized way how to get that key message across to your potential customers and not try and do a spray and pray 
Well said, Greg. And that is a perfect uh, segue to uh, to our next uh, topic, which is aligning with the market dynamics. And um, Vitaly, um, as you work with a lot of companies that are coming out uh, to the market, whether for a fundraise or for a sale, and this webinar really is about making sure your company is, is ready for sale. How are you helping companies align with uh, market dynamics? You know, this is really putting on my VC hat um, where you really have to look into the future and try to understand what's going to happen in a few years uh, when this company is going to hit uh, kind of the apex of the trajectory um, or this technology. And, um, you know, it's, the, it's that old uh, Wayne Gretzky quote about trying to skate where that puck is and understand what's going on. Um, you know, uh, internal teams will do this. Uh, the quality will, be, will vary quite widely depending on the company on how good they are at projecting where things are going and honestly, how much air cover they have to project further out in a couple of quarters. Uh, same thing, um, you know, if you're out there raising capital and then you decided, hey, we're going to try to sell, uh, you know, the message also has to carry. You have to kind of adjust a little bit and understand where your category uh, is headed, uh, what the overall, you know, market dynamics may be. So, for example, you know, I find myself giving advice to companies touching hospitality in any way right now, trying to go out there and fundraise to not do it because they're not going to find a friendly audience. Uh, when you're selling, you need to figure out how to get the messaging right. And maybe, you know, this is my perspective on it as a very much marketing focused person before I ran an agency. And then I was on the, on the entrepreneur side and then on the, on the venture side in a large corporation. So, you know, you really have to kind of understand the strategy and, and how the puzzle pieces fit. Um, a lot of times I see people kind of floundering around and they don't really see the greater context of what they're working on. And at least it's a waste of time at the worst, you know, they're, they're missing a lot of opportunities of how to direct their technology, their uniqueness into something that is much more interesting for the market. And you know, segueing that into your into your sale process. So you've 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 researched your competitors. You've you've really thought about the future and and come up with a vision about where you're going. You know, at that point, you know, how do you research your potential buyers and and how do you then design an outreach program from there? You really have to identify those gaps that you're trying to fill. So if you get somebody uh, interested with, let's say, that teaser, you have to be able to articulate to them. How is it that this potential, this protective, uh, this, this technology, this company can fill a potential gap for them or what kind of new opportunities it can open up for the larger parent kind of basically under that bigger umbrella with more resources, what can this technology truly do? Um, that's a really important area to, to be able to articulate immediately. Um, a lot of times they'll understand on their own, but uh, kind of objectively speaking, you want to also be able to present this idea and not just show a list of assets or a list of technology and let them, you know, go off into a room. You really have to be able, this is, this is part of the sales process, right? Is the salesmanship is right here. Awesome. Um, to my CFO friends, uh, Drew, Jenny, and Greg, any, anything to add here in, in your experience uh, uh, from, from prior companies and, and how you kind of get yourself ready for, for sale in, 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 this, in this context? It's really about just execution at the end of the day. It's, you know, having a solid product management uh, process where you know your customer and the voice of the customer and you're solving your customer's needs and incorporating it into the roadmap and executing on the business. And, 
you know, when you execute and, and you have happy customers and in our world, uh, you know, it's primarily measured by churn. If you have a low churn, you're going to have happy customers and the industry is going to know about that customer satisfaction. And that's going to get back to uh, bankers, PE firms and buyers.